Well, the purple tape episode wasn't the last one, right? There's another one after that. No, it's an, uh, another one after that. The, the the last one I saw was the one with Devon, and he's trying to handle all the business and shit like that. Like he's signing Capadonna, he's signing um Ghost, and he's signing, and they found out Ghost got diabetes and shit. And Damn. then um, and then uh, he's signing somebody else. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> when they found out he had diabetes, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know Ghostface had diabetes. I, I didn't either. Mm. I think that's why he got so skinny. The way they made him react to um, saying he had diabetes. Yeah. Uh, I, I could already imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I got no, diabetes, God. I don't got the sugars, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that shit was crazy, man. Damn, I, I st- I'm meant to watch uh, Power this morning. Man, they they gotta get the fuck on with that shit, bro. <laughs> they gotta get the fuck on with that. Like ten minutes into the shit, you are gonna be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Uh, I finished BMF. That BMF shit, bro. Them body suits they had, the mama wearing was fucking ridiculous, bro. They need to stop. Yo yo yo! Welcome to the Brazy Bunch Podcast. It's your boy Moose Mancino, man, and this is episode two, two hundred and one, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, shout out to Dam just man. He got to drop the prayer like Sierra, dog. And we need, we all need the prayer, dog. <laughs> Whatever you doing, you gotta let niggas know. <laughs> we got my nigga C's in the building. Yo, yo, uh, happy, happy weekend, happy St. Patrick's Day weekend, to everybody. Hope, hope uh, those who drank, hope y'all recovered strong. Those who didn't, shout out to y'all. He was at that party with the white folks. Of course not. Oh man, <laughs> I have no. I would, I would never because I, I really know at this point like you only have a window of age to be, to be in Wrigleyville <laughs> what you mean I don't believe you, that you don't believe that no nah, man you, can't you, you, would, go, you would go kick it in Wrigley right now yeah I could get, I'd kick it in I'd go to I probably wouldn't hop around like I used to I'd probably like stay in deuces the whole time See, I don't. I don't even feel like I need to be up there, but I definitely wouldn't do a strong St. Patrick's Day in Wrigleyville anymore. No, no, yeah, St. Patrick's Day, never mind. I feel like you you have that window from maybe twenty three to twenty five. After a certain point, you you realize what Wrigleyville is, and it's like I don't really need to be up there no more. Twenty three, twenty five. I think that's a little extreme. We, we can like, we can still, you know, I'm gonna set something up. I'm gonna set something no. up. No, uh, <laughs> you gonna set up the Wrigleyville? Turn up. Yeah, gonna, 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 gonna show you around. The, I'm gonna show you around the city, but it's it's still nice. Hey man, <laughs> I was I was telling my pops about how how lit uh, unofficial and uh, St. Patrick's Day used to be. Man, well, those are some great times, dog. I've high five more white people on unofficial St. Patrick's Day. And I've had in my entire life combined, dog. Uh, we got my nigga Donnie in the building, man. What's good? It's your boy Daniel, man. Hey, okay. spring, <laughs> spring. I don't know what's happening with spring, bro. It is losing the battle, dog. It's, it's like mid March and it's 20 degrees outside. What, what is going on? It's paying y'all for that mild, uh, that mild winter y'all had. Niggas is like 40, 50 degrees a couple weeks ago, bro. I think it's, I think it's turning though. I think it's only it was cold as shit yesterday, but it's all it's like forties and up consistently now. I think. So Praise, I think that man. I think that turn is this. I think the turn is coming. Hey man, pray. Yeah, I need that shit, dog. I can't do too much of this cold. No. Should be hurting us, hurting your spirit. 
when you walk outside. That should be smacking you in the face. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, I do be putting hands and feet on you. Y'all getting y'all uh, minks though? I feel like real niggas need to grab some minks. Man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what? This this is gonna sound kind of crazy. I just think I realized and accepted the purpose of having multiple coats. What you like mean? this this year. Mm. Um. So there was a point where I was like, I don't need multiple coats. Like the whole thing is like to stay warm. But I do understand that sometimes you need like different coats of like. If you're trying to uh, get a street to different type of sauce, mm, I might have yeah. to start investing in more coats. Do you know what sucks about being short? What? Not, I don't think short niggas can pull off the meat. I was thinking about it. I, I don't know if it, it. I don't know if it's a good look for me. If if y'all see me pull up in a meat, <laughs> no, you would just have to make sure you like get it um, cropped to the to the right length. Like you can't have like the over baggy mink. Like no, they gonna look like a cluck. <laughs> but like, it's but a, just, if it fit right, it is you good. I don't have enough like, like the wiggle room of length. Oh, oh, is <laughs> is is very small. Like I can't have it baggy, but I also can't have it like cropped to to, to my to where my no, stomach is. I think, I think they can still what? <laughs> what? <laughs> They got a belly shirt, Mick. Yeah, like, how was how was that the spectrum? Oh shit! Man, it's just it's just like it has to be perfect. I feel like it will be hard for me to find like the perfect length mink. I mean, I feel like it's if you buying a mink, you are gonna make sure it's it's cut correct. You're not gonna buy a baggy off the suit, off the rack mink, or yeah, no, yeah. Like you you would get it, you would get it fit right. Yeah, um, I feel like that used to be like the solidifier in a relationship. Like when you get your girl a mink, or when y'all both get the like the matching minks, like y'all y'all really going steady and shit, bro. That's you, you, complete old head shit. Bro. That is <laughs> that is that's the we go together as old head. Will, at this point, it's only evolved to like matching sweatsuits, low key. Oh man, damn! Matching fits at Great America. Oh, oh my God! Jesus Christ! I can't even. Niggas still doing that? I know they are. I know for a fact that they are. They they probably got like an airbrush T-shirt and some matching jeans and some Jordan Elevens. You know the look <laughs> or the thing I one thing two shirts. <laughs> that used to be the go-to shit. Honestly, oh, no. and this kind of pains me to say, like I do feel like Jordan Elevens, to some regard, have been dropped down to the tier to like matching shoe couple relationship goal kicks. Love you. I can see it, because it's it, and it's easy to like match it, even if you guys don't even have the same shoe. Like one wears the off colors and shit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's gross. It's it's gross. It's young. It's young nigga behavior for sure. Yeah, man. But how niggas doing, man? How, what's the what's the vibes looking like, man? I don't even know, man. Weather been kind of trash, but it was cool. Friday we got to link up, watch some games. Tournament time. You already know what it is. And yeah, my bracket is fucked, bro. I feel like everybody's bracket is fucked. I haven't even looked <laughs> since that first day. <laughs> Shit is ridiculous, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Oh, but uh, nice little slight little pop out. Yeah, some slight, nothing too, nothing too crazy. You know, yeah. the, the yearly, once a year thing, traditional. No, oh, okay, okay, okay. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, shit, I didn't really do shit this weekend. Um, uh, like I said, my um fucking mouth was swollen. Uh, oh, pause. My, uh, I'm gonna just say my face was swollen. 
Uh, so you know, it's been hard to like eating shit. Um, mm. other than that, man, I've just been chilling, watching shows, man. Watch uh, all of Swarm. Uh, mm. Donald. <sighs> We gonna get there. We, yeah, we I guess we yeah. I'm, I'm ready. There, I'm ready to. <laughs> yeah, y- y'all just want to just hop. Yeah, into let's it. hop well, into I, it, man. I, I just want to put that out here. I only watched two episodes. Okay, so, no, I'm, we're not gonna spoil it. We're not gonna. Spoil okay, 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 okay. Um, <sighs> I don't think it was bad. Let me just let me start off like that. I don't think it was bad. I think that it could have been a movie and been much better. That's what I'll say about it. I think I get what you're saying. Because there was so many unnecessary parts and it seemed like they tried to stretch it out so much that it was like some parts I was just like, bro, okay. Like this ain't, I don't look for everything to be realistic. I know how Donald Glover's Uh mind works. Like it's going to be a little Mm -hmm. bit out there, but. Okay. Let's, uh, I feel like we got to run, give the breakdown of what Swarm is real quick for. Okay. So Swarm is the new show. Uh, we we kind of previewed it a couple weeks ago, but it's about um, stand culture pretty much. Like it's a girl that's super into this artist. Her name is Nyjah. Um, and like a lot of events happen around her standom, like her being a super fan of Nyjah. Like anybody yeah. that don't like her, you know, she doesn't, she has a problem with that. Um, so it was written by... Donald Glover, oh, Childish um, yeah, on Amazon Prime for anybody who wants to go look at it. But yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it's 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 weird because it starts with like any similarities that you see are intentional or something like that. Like that's the disclaimer, right? Yeah, which it's kind of clear in the sense who this is imitating and. And I was talking to Don. Like I, I just want to know like what. I just clearly want to know what the undertones are. Well, I, I'll, I'll say this about this, and this is not spoiling it. I think that is set up so because of the sixth episode, because of okay. what happens in the sixth episode, um, they they use that to set up that. And mm-hmm. kind of make it make it form right. It's not gonna make sense if you haven't watched it, but. If you've watched the whole thing, the 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 little disclaimer at the beginning is to set up the sixth episode. Okay. Have you watched the whole thing? Um, no, I think I have maybe two episodes left. Okay, okay, yeah. Because it felt it felt like one of those shows where I was kind of confused, and so I felt like I just needed to keep watching because the more I, I watched, the better understanding I would get. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not terrible, bro. It's not terrible. Um, the seventh episode kind of reinforces how good it could have been if it was just shorter length. Because the last episode, part like the beginning part of it, I was like, this is this is amazing. Like TV. First of all, I had mm. Kearsay Clemens in there, which we're gonna have to have a conversation about. We gonna have to have a conversation, bro. <laughs> bro, I didn't know she looked that decent now, bro. Like in dope, she was looking like whatever. Mm-hmm. But hey, <laughs> get to that seventh episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we can't really go too much into it. But um, I don't know. Uh, it, it 
it could have been a two and a half hour movie and have been probably very good. Okay. But yeah. I'll say just for from watching it for the two episodes, <laughs> I mean I, I can't have like a real strong opinion, but I do appreciate that the way it's shot and the tone is an Atlanta feel. And even though that show just ended, I've been missing it. So it's good to like see some similarities in that mm. by watching this one. Did it take you, did you guys know going into it what I guess it's look and kind of feel would be? I figured it. it Charles Gambino, okay. although we haven't seen like a whole bunch of projects from him, he sticks to like his style. And mm-hmm. you're going to see with the sixth episode, it's it's sticking to the Atlanta style. Like, okay. Well, I guess, uh, what's the best way to put it? So the way that it, the, the, the way the flow show flows and the way how you see it's going, I, I guess, uh, what's the best? Like Atlanta had a sense of realism, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm. Like I guess this thus far and where I can see it going doesn't have that as strong of a sense of realism. I guess, like authenticity. Oh, when you say, oh, so you mean like like consequences? Yeah, that, yeah. Like I, having I to ha- having to adapt. I feel like that's a part that I'm trying to get more into. It's just having to adapt that this is just one of those shows where it's just going to be chaotic because it has mm. to be chaotic for the show. Got it. Yeah, that's one of my critiques. That it's just like a lack of, like I, like I said in the beginning, I understand how Donna Glover's mind, mind works, but for me to buy into a narrative, it has to have be rooted in um, reality, in somewhat. Like you can have all this fantasy stuff, but some point of it has to be rooted in reality, and I, I don't feel like this was. And if you get through the whole thing, it, it's just not. So, and it just leaves you like, all right, well, okay, <laughs> I I just watched that. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what to say. Like, I, I'm not gonna say it's trash because I enjoyed some parts of it. I really like the aesthetic of different things, like how much uh, effort he puts in, like to the music and to the the wardrobe, even like the characters and things like that. I think that. He, um, those type of things are very good, and he's very observant when it comes to those things like that. But narrative storytelling, I think that might be his his uh, weak weak suit. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. it's gonna be also. It's a bunch of parts where you're kind of watching and knowing that he wrote it. You kind of pause and say, "Like, the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta see it, man. Has the pushback been crazy? I feel like people. I mean, we all know who's gonna have a problem with this show. Yeah, but the, the Chloe pushback has been pretty, not super big, but as any nobody's getting pushback like Chloe. And I don't what? know that's who what he was talking about. What you mean? I think he was more so referring to like the Beehive and Beyonce fans and Chloe. Yeah, that that's why I was thinking like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've yeah, seen like, I've seen a couple people say call him lame for dissing the Beehive. I've seen one girl say like the Beehive is not even the craziest of the stands. They actually like the mild ones, um, <laughs> and they're coming for him. I mean, he's coming for them or whatever. 
So that I've seen those type of comments, and I've seen mm-hmm. people get at Chloe, and why would she do this when it's shading? It's clearly somebody says it's clearly shading Beyonce fan, and Beyonce and Beyonce fans. So why would she do this? Kind of what we were asking the other week. Um, but yeah, a lot of it has been saying they don't know why Chloe would be put in this position. We all saw the scene. The scene came out uh, like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It, it was a way to start, I guess. Start uh, <laughs> with a bang, man. Yeah, man, literally. Uh, but yeah, they they've been getting at her saying like they couldn't pay me enough money to do something like that. Oh my gosh! Shut the yeah. fuck yeah. up! You will never be put in a position to do that shit. I hate, I hate when motherfuckers start talking like that. No, no, don't be like, oh, they wouldn't pay me. Man, they could pay you 200 I bet you half them chicks who said they wouldn't do it would do it. Mm. Fuck out of here. <laughs> it's always funny when people say you would never be in that position anyway. <laughs> you would, though. That's the truth. Like, you would never have the opportunity. You can't say what you wouldn't want to do if you would never get that offer. Yeah. So... I I don't know. It's, it's a lot going on, bro. I'm gonna let niggas. We can't really go into a deep dive until everybody's seen it and got the chance to digest it. But first impression, eh? Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, apparently, Malia Obama co-wrote the fifth episode. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely watchable. Um, but like I said, uh, I just walked away feeling. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess. So, all right. Um, I, I debated writing this down because I, with stories like this, you already know how I feel about talking about people's family and uh, kid drama and stuff like this. Uh, so I'll be sensitive about it because I mean, if he, if this is actually true, then uh, I, this got to be heartbreaking. Um, there are rumors. People have been wondering. Andrew Wiggins has been out for I want to say going on seven weeks now. Nobody has known why. Like they, nobody has hinted or even given a clue. Like in the Warriors organization, has clued in why he's missing from the team. Just saying he's dealing with a family issue. So of course, when you leave vague details, people go trolling and go trying to find what the root of the the issue is. Especially when you miss seven weeks of games. Uh, so details from different little sources leaked out this weekend. Um, well, this week, and nobody know if they're true or not. But people are kind of starting to this this rumor is starting to pick up more steam as the week goes by. That um, Andrew Wiggins' wife cheated on him with his best friend and his child that his two children may not be his they may be his best friend's children and so that's why he's hasn't been playing for a while just take it take it off Andrew because I'm I, I don't know if this is true or not you know I, I feel like he shouldn't even have to explain anything that's going on personal with him so off off Andrew if this shit happened Christmas is cancelled it's over I'm sorry little kids Y'all fucked. I'm out of here, man. This shit ain't happening. You mean like you you would dip on on the children? Yes. yes. <laughs> I didn't think he was gonna take it there. <laughs> but <laughs> what? The thing is, his response I don't know is very off is off based. It's something you would have to consider. Y'all got me fucked up. 
Yeah, of course you have to consider it. I, I, that's not where I would go first, though. <laughs> let let me say it like that. That's not where I go first. I would, her, I would be more concerned on her and him, my best friend and my girl or my wife. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's pretty easy. I ain't talking to y'all niggas ever again. Yeah, that's, that's easy. Like, that's, that's <laughs> easy. Hold on. Y'all do. I think the hard part is the kids. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's like, man, I've been raising these kids for, I don't know how many years. Let's put a scenario on it. Let's say I've been raising these kids for five years. Well, they're two different ages. Well, okay, so let's say they're two say different seven, ages. Let's, say, let's, let's, yeah, let's let's not do, yeah, seven and five. Yeah, in combination, seven years. Oh, man. Shit. Yeah, y'all, y'all took seven years of my life, man. Had me doing stuff I probably didn't even want to do, but I did it out of the love. It's, it's a wrap, though. It's a wrap. But it's you also, can't say Christmas is canceled, bro. Canceled. Also, it's hard because you know if that was really your man's, you still had him there in the round throughout the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. That's the shit you kill a nigga for, and I'm not a, I'm not advocating no violence, but <laughs> that's some so crazy ass to, shit. I guess to me, that's why I, I understand him saying "fuck the kids." Yeah, and you owe me, dog. For the past seven years, you gotta pay me. <laughs> I'm gonna find a way to go to court about this, man. I need about. Se- also, I heard that like if your name's on the birth certificate, unless it's changed, you still gotta. Those kids are your responsibility. Is there a way you could flip that if if we get confirmation that it's somebody else's? Uh, I th- yeah, I think you just have to do a paternity test and then you do a paternity suit or something like that, where you, um, you know, you work it out so you can take your name off and put somebody else's name on. But I don't, I don't know. The, we don't know the specifics of this. This is all alleged, and I don't want to stay it on for too long because. I know if this happened, this gotta be this gotta be rough, of course, to stay seven weeks away from the game you love to do. Um uh for this, I mean, obviously it has to be something major. So um, I would think about it like even it had been so silent for so long for this to now be the thing that's gaining traction, even if it's not real, it still has to be must be something that's kind of extreme. Yeah, I think because it's like a lose lose because yeah, like you said, because we haven't heard anything. Like normally, if somebody like it was a death in the family or something like that, they'd be like, you know, he's dealing with the family death. Like, you don't have to specify who or dealing with the illness in the family. They'd be like, it's an illness in the family. That's makes sense. Like it's nothing major. We don't have to pry too much into it. He'll be back when he's back. The fact that he's been gone for seven weeks with like no explanation and nobody will explain, like no none of the players. While I respect it, I respect like, hey, that's his business. Mm-hmm. If it's like that, that means it is something that they don't want to leak out because it may be embarrassing, and they don't want him to have to answer questions for it. And it's the entire organization; like, it's not just the players. I don't. I don't know if it has to be an embarrassing situation, but I. I don't know. I. I do definitely respect it as long as the organization knows what's going on. I feel like nobody else needs to know, or ever needs to know, unless he wants to, you know, explain. But you know, it could. It could be a, a death, and that could take its toll because death affects you know people different. So maybe he just you know he needs time and. 
you know, it, it feels weird to speculate, but I, I don't really have a problem with us not knowing any details. I think it should be like that. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with that to some some extent. Like, uh, part of me says, hey, to calm all this shit down, just say, hey, it was a death. Hey, it wasn't it? I don't, I don't mind them not giving any details. That's his personal life. But you allow room for speculation when <laughs> you do things like this. And now this not, is nothing is right either. No, yeah, not not saying it's right, but this becomes more of a distraction to him when he's already going through things. So say this not this is not true, and this whole cheating story is not true. If he's going through something, him being a trending topic now for his wife cheating on him with his best friend, I'm not. I'm sure that's not going to have a great effect on his mental health. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's, that's also correct. <laughs> yeah. So I I think it's just things like that that kind of like all right, yeah. If if possible, just say what on a surface level he's dealing with a de- death. He's dealing with a personal issue with family, something like that. That'd be like, all right, like that, that's what it is. It is what it is. But to not know now you give people room to speculate. And now if this is true or not true, this is a detriment to him and his family right now, because now they have to deal with this. So, uh, I don't know. Any, any other thoughts on them? I don't know. I kind of just hope it's, hopefully it's not true, I guess. Yeah, and, and whatever he's going through, I hope you know it gets better, yeah. and hopefully he's able to you know return to the core when he's ready. Yeah. Ooh, child. All right. Things are gonna no, <laughs> no, no, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> and things not get easy if that's your truth. <laughs> Did y'all watch the Jalen Rose interview? Uh, I saw the part where he asked him about the gun, and Ja was like, "That was not my gun." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they got Jalen Rose to do it. Whose gun was it? <laughs> don't ask me this. Yeah, I don't know. They, they to me that was also, also like a funny, weird question because it's like it didn't really matter whose gun it was. <laughs> you had it. I mean, technically it do, and that's why I'm I'm upset that they asked him because like he's not gonna answer that truthfully because if it's his yeah. if it's his gun, then he's gonna get in a lot more trouble because it means he traveled with that gun to that to that state. Well, yeah, and, and I guess I'm kind of where along the same lines you are, where asking him that, of course, he has to say it's not mine. So he's his or not is not going to sound truthful because that's the only thing that you could say in that situation to not get into more trouble. Mm. Also, but I don't know. I think it's um, somewhat pivoting some sense of responsibility. I guess it could appear because yes, it's not yours, but we're in the situation because you had, and you were playing around with it. Mm. Like the, the, while you having it is somewhat of the issue or whose it is, I think more of it, I guess we felt like was like you're being stupid with a gun in general, regardless of whose it is like you, you just didn't have to be dumb. No, that's true. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I hope this whole situation figures itself out and he gets back to the court. Because, I mean, as NBA fans, we want to see the best players on the court. Um, and without him, it it takes away from this this um. The game feels empty to you. Yeah, man, you want to see a you want to see a healthy Memphis team, man. You don't want to <laughs> see them trash and without Ja. So I don't know, man. I, I can't stand Dylan Brooks. Yeah, man, he he be getting on my nerves. But you need them type of niggas, bro. Like no, no, I'm see that was like <sighs> Draymond was that type of dude. But like, well, you hated you hated Draymond, didn't you? You talking to me? I love Draymond. Yeah. See, I feel like it's too too because Dylan Brooks just be doing too much. Like I, even his even his tunnel fits be so trash. It's, the thing between I mean the difference between Draymond and Dylan Brooks is Draymond is good when it matters. Like when when the playoffs come and it's final time or it's, it's playoff time, you can count on Draymond to do what he does best: is lock up and be the facilitator mm. for the the Warriors. Dylan Brooks cannot be relied on, or he has not shown he could be relied on. He got cluck energy. I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of either. They they got similar as behavior, and they both ain't shit. So it's a loose one. Yeah, I, I mean, you need you need players like that because. I mean, part of me watching the playoffs is me wanting to see a, a team lose. Like me watching that Dallas and Phoenix series, I fucking hate Phoenix, but mm. I wanted to see Dallas beat their ass. See, I, I think that's my thing. I don't hate Memphis. I hate Dylan Brooks. Jesus. <laughs> so it's not like I don't. I don't want to. I want to see y'all lose. I just don't want to see him win. And <laughs> you finally, you finally understand that. Like, <laughs> you understand where I be coming from with this Draymond nigga, man. I swear, if he's off the Warriors, I'm fucking with them. No, you're not. I promise you, I would. I pro- I have no hate in my blood for uh, Steph Foolies anymore. I might have hated him a little. Yeah, I was about to guy. say that's <laughs> like, cap. That's full cap. The shit that I've so heard crazy. you say about Steph. Yes. Well, I, I I feel like I've grown out of that. I don't, I don't really hate Steph no more. He did it for the I show. I, I kind of always like Clay just because he's one of them chill ass, funny ass niggas <laughs> <laughs> that just like be getting women. But that nigga Draymond, I swear to God, he don't deserve anything good. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm, let me take that back. Anything good on the basketball court. I do not like that motherfucker. And I can't, the Warriors need to get rid of his ass. Please. Amen. That's a topic for another day. Yeah, I, I think you, Draymond is one of those niggas that if you play for your team, um, you're going to fuck with him. And if you don't, then you're not going to fuck with him. And I think that's like Dylan Brooks. If you a Memphis fan, you're going to fuck with Dylan Brooks because he had an annoyance, bro. He, But, I mean, he going to play hard. I'm not going to say Dylan Brooks doesn't play hard. He's just not See, all he, But good he's all the not time. like... he. And that's the thing. He's not an on-court like, annoyance in a positive way. This thing just be annoying in life. Mm. <laughs> that's, I guess that's my... Then it's just annoying and annoying in general. Going on and off the court. Yeah. Damn. And not in good ways. Like he just be on the court doing too much. No, that's true. That's true. But uh I don't know. The playoffs should be interesting. The Warriors looking trash right now. So uh, they they chances are getting lower and lower. I, I really don't think they have a chance unless Andrew Wiggins comes back. Um but they are missing Andrew Wiggins and uh what's that nigga's name? Um Gary Payton. Gary Payton, yeah, Gary Payton the second. So uh, we'll see about them. Lakers, 
<laughs> we don't have to have a conversation about AD, bro. I don't want to. Uh, I don't even know what they're doing, dog. The the resting. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing, bro? AD, like, niggas don't have no luxury of sitting down after games, bro. Yeah, I don't know what you think this is, dog. I'm, 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 I don't know what you think. Like, we, niggas can't afford to lose winnable games, fam. I'm sorry. You're going to have to play every single game. You're going to have to toughen it out. You ain't Brian, nigga. Yeah. And I don't know if it's completely on him, which is like making it more frustrating. So I'm not going to put it all on him. I don't think he's going to management. Like, I need to sit the second day after uh, back, the second game of back to backs. It sounds like it's a management decision, but somebody needs to get this shit together. Yeah, but we know where it's all going. Playing game and then a loss. It's not. I think they could be. I could think they could play a game. I, I think if you get a seventy-five to eighty percent healthy Bron, I think they could get past the first round. Yeah, if they play the Nuggets, they can definitely get past the first round. Because AD is sucking. fucking killing uh, Jokic. Oh yeah, and I, I don't know. But the thing that worries me now is it's. Doesn't sound like LeBron is close to coming back. Like he's posting all these pictures, like him standing in chambers and shit. But I saw a report <laughs> from like Mark Stein <laughs> that said he's not close to coming back. Yeah, that's it. Cause that's the biggest thing. We need a semi healthy Bron. If if he's not there, it's, it's no point. Yeah, man. So, uh, speaking of Bron, man, I'm going to see Bronny, man. I'm going to see Bronny next week. So hope oh, he should make a show out. Wait, Wait Le- Little Bronny or LeBron? Little Bronny. Oh, what shit? He gonna be in a McDonald's shit, right? Oh, where's that at? Houston? Houston, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. little. You know, Bron gonna be there. Hopefully, man. I'm gonna shake that nigga up, man. I got yeah, decent, gonna be there well, probably. all the seats are decent. They, they didn't have no 200 or 300 levels, so you still only had 100. So, uh, hopefully, man. That's just you gonna shout his name out? I'm not shouting any man's you name. Know, out. That's wild. <laughs> Especially a nigga's son, bro. That's that's nuts. <laughs> oh, but yeah, man. Um, what else going on, man? I know we talked about Brandon Miller a couple weeks back. Did y'all see scouts are like ranking Brandon Miller higher on the list? Brandon Miller, of course, is the the basketball player from Alabama who's connected to the the murder of that young lady. Um, but I guess NBA scouts are elevating him on their draft list because of his ability to play at a high level while being connected to the murder case. No way. No. Is this is this, real? this is a real report, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. Why they would do that? Oh yeah. This nigga is playing for his life. It's not that often where you get like a prospect with real life it tr- troubles and issues. I mean, they might have some like family stuff off the court, but it's not like this <laughs> to see that for them to be able to see he can handle the pressure. Cause there's certain different pressures that come with being in the league and in college. I'm sure that's a positive for some of them. He's reminding me of 04 Kobe. Oh. <laughs> this is how 04 Kobe was hooping. Championship Ray Lewis. <laughs> we got a <laughs> to put that in the, to put that in your notes. I, I need to know if they like actually put it in the notes. 
like depression, man. <laughs> yeah, they said they. They like how he's responding. Yeah. Mm. So. I don't know if I should salute this man or not. I don't know <laughs> what his relationship was with that for real, but hey, get your money, man. Yeah. So you know, I, I read a work. I read an article this week that said um, to increase your efficiency, workers now you you should get a work rival. Do y'all have a work rival? <laughs> Mm. They said because without a work rival, you don't work as hard to be efficient and get the job done as 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 well. Who said this? It was an article. <laughs> let me let me see who the source. I think because I don't know. I'm, trying, I'm confused on why they're trying to trick us into working harder. Yeah, I I can understand that because I've never had a work rival because I've always been set in doing the bare minimum and doing just what's needed enough for the job. Hey, that's real shit. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't, I don't really need a work. No one who I'm working with could make me feel motivated to outperform them with my work. Like that's not. If I just don't like you, I just don't like you. Women have a lot of. I feel like more women have work rivals than men. That they need to dump. Well, uh, could explain. No, let him explain. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of different factors with it, but it's just the way women are women in the workplace, they have to go through a lot more obstacles than men. So they definitely have to work harder, unfortunately. It shouldn't have to be like that, but it's the truth. So I feel like they look at certain people, like say two women come in at the same time, they're instantly in competition because you know, just how the workplace is built, it's not that many women. So you gotta upstage anyone that you can. So I think that's why they have more work rivals where it's like men, but I don't know. We're just kind of comfortable. We feel the comfort of insecurity of our job and our pay compared to women. Okay, so when you say work rival, how do you get to that point? I feel like that's because I feel like that can happen day one. What you're saying is saying it's like you are forced to be aligned, be pitted against each other in some regard, out of a sense for I don't want to say survival, but just like out of the balance. But I guess when I when you think work arrival, in my mind, I'm thinking something personally happened to make me dislike you. No, it's oh, it's no, more no, no. a competition. Like yeah. I, I think that may be what it is too. We don't I don't think we have competitive jobs. Like I'm not trying to out graphic the other graphic designers and shit like that. Like it'll be nice if you know I make something that gets recognized or whatever. But I'm I made my job strictly for a check. I don't necessarily i'm at the point at least with this job where i don't necessarily care if i move up or not as long as i keep making more money i'm fine mm-hmm. um okay but in other positions like you you got traders and things like that it could be a very competitive workplace mm-hmm. who brings in the most money who gets the most deals done things like that so i think that's where the work rival comes into play yeah, no, you're yeah, like sales jobs or jobs where you mm-hmm. have to like bring on clients and things like that, lawyers. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we know people with some work rivals. Yeah, never mind. And so, I would ask too, like, is like you, you see, as you said it, I, I think, and I think, Donna, you said it before, um, that you don't really care about the, I wouldn't say you don't care about your work, but you don't care about like the. Try super hard. Is that fair to say? I'm not. I'm not going to break my back. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. is that 
attitude becoming becoming prevalent, is that a bad thing or a negative thing? Because then we don't have people going above and beyond for the companies, or is it just reality? Uh, for me, it's always been like this is this isn't just like a work thing. This has been a school thing. <laughs> I've just been cool with just doing what I need to do and and not you know going above and beyond. And that's something that I, I feel like I need to work on. I feel like it, it is a good thing to actually, you know, strive for your goals and, and do extra things if you want them. Um, so I, I would I would take it as a little bit of a negative and something that I need to work on for sure, but I don't know if I'll ever change. I feel like I'm kind of stuck in my way at this point, especially when it comes to work. And, and I look for things outside of work to uh, outside of work to bring me happiness. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I think for me, it's it really would. De- it depends on what the return is. Like I've been in working environments where I felt motivated to do above and beyond, or you know, it didn't feel like a but like showing up at seven in the morning compared to like showing up at eight thirty even though I worked until four, it's like, I'm still putting in an extra hour, hour and a half every day. Like that adds on to your week. Like that kind of, that I guess counts as going above and beyond, but I like, it felt like it was worth it. I haven't been in too many positions where I think we've seen, especially as we get older. Um, I mean, we know these companies and these jobs, like they don't really care and they will get rid of you when they need to. And when it comes time to regardless of how much work and how much effort they put into you, the only way that they can really show you that they value you is through payment and is through making sure you're properly compensated and you're considered for and things like that throughout the workplace. And I know we've all had different kind of work experiences, but if you experience a job where you don't get that percentage increase or you don't feel like you get that recognition, it does skew how you view corporations and your willingness and your effort to um, how much you want to give because you know they're not going to reciprocate that same type of energy when it comes in like dollars or your balance of your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Now so it's almost like it's their fault in, to some regard. That's a that's a great point. I was going to say, I, I think that my, my lack of and I wouldn't say I, it's like lack of effort because I don't say I try less at work i just do what i need to do to get the job done and that's it yeah and i was actually i saw like a tiktok yesterday or this weekend they were talking about like people don't want careers anymore like careers aren't very it's not something to aspire to have sort of similar to those reasons i was saying we've seen companies get rid of us and dispose of us and not accommodate for like cost of living and at this so it's now at how can i get as much money as i can without having to, in a sense, I guess, increase my stress level and like my workload. Because at this point, like people want more of that work-life balance. They don't want to just feel taken advantage of, but they also don't want to have to compensate like the things that they want. So it's just about what, how can I get there and get, if I'm going to be frustrated, I might as well be paid well and frustrated or I, I still want to have like as much money as I can, which is all very valid. I think we all just have a higher priority on even if we don't have particular hobbies or things that we want to do or side businesses we want to run, we want to have like we have some sort of 
say over our time and make sure it's being used valuably. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is going on? Like, they, it was a report that came out that said women are binge drinking more than men. What, what do y'all think the, the cause for that is? Did it say what they were binge drinking? Well, alcohol, liquor, well, oh, well alcohol, uh, like spirits. Oh, mm. them, uh, oh, Galentine's Day. That's the sole reason. <laughs> Come on, he's <laughs> <laughs> just drunk as hell on Galentine's Day, <laughs> skewing the numbers and shit. <laughs> Galentine's Day and bachelorette party. I think brunch culture has skewed the numbers, bro. But brunch is just mimosas. I mean, that's still binge drinking. I I thought you said, I guess that's why I asked what? Oh, I mean, I think it's just like liquor, any type of liquor. Like, I mean, if, oh, okay. Because, yeah, when you said spirits, I'm thinking like vodka, vodka, tequila. Okay, yeah, I should have. I mean, like just straight liquor. Binge drinking. Oh, yeah, then that, I mean, that I do, I guess I can understand because wine is now bigger. I don't want to say bigger than it's ever been, but we know that wine is an easy everybody bring a bottle and we can go through a couple of those. So if you are, you're having outings, things of that nature, that's going to probably be there. Mm-hmm. Much Like you were saying, brunch with mimosas and champagne and all that type of shit, that's going to be there. And also, I feel like women just like like uh custom drinks i was i was gonna ask why don't niggas brunch man i think what we brunch we, yeah what do you mean why don't we why don't we like why don't we brunch together yeah just us <laughs> Bro, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like how adamant you are about <laughs> no but think about it like we ain't never brunching if there's no women in like why why don't we just set up a nigga brunch it's the Us and our niggas. Yeah, yeah. We just getting brunch. Okay. Man. So I feel like and maybe it's just me. The necessary for the kicking it to be an activity, it doesn't, I don't need that. Like if I feel like I want to kick it with my niggas, like it could just mm-hmm. be like, yo, y'all trying to pull up watch this game? Like it could be something chill. As opposed it, to turning it into an outing. Okay. Okay. So you would never you you would never be like, hey, let's just talk over some mimosas. <laughs> like, not like, really. Hell no. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna say never. I'm I'm not gonna say never, but it wouldn't I would say more than likely it would never be my first option. <laughs> just because I don't know. Like it's to me, I, it's something that's more uh, I think I enjoy the chillness of like kickbacks. And being able to kind of do that with your, with, you know, with your peoples, I think that creates a more of an intimate environment where you can kind of have like realer conversations. And if y'all are sitting down somewhere at a restaurant trying to like talk over brunch, I mean, I've went to brunch spots with just dudes. Like I just went a couple weeks ago. I was in Dallas. I went with my cousins, but that's not. I wouldn't say we brunching. I just say we're going to get breakfast. Okay. Oh, so so we call it something different. We yeah, I think it. it's just calling it different things. Like I've been places with y'all to eat in the morning. And yeah, yeah. did we have mimosas? I think we did. Uh, sometimes. Yeah, I think we did. I mean, even if it's not a mimosa, we there were drinks. So so I think I think the bottomless mimosas is probably a little wide. You can't go bottomless with your niggas. Like I, <laughs> I think we actually did with we, we did go bottomless last time I was in the city, bro. 
I'm trying to think. Oh, Loki, we did. Yeah, we went to that one spot. We, we had a bottomless joint. Jungle juice joint. Hey, Loki, hey, Loki that was nasty. <laughs> 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 we was wild. Niggas <laughs> got the tower. Yeah, we got, oh, the, yeah. We got the tower, bro. <laughs> All right, never mind. I guess we do. Sometimes you gotta but go like, bottomless with your niggas. Is, is, that your, is that your preference, or would you rather like be in the crib and just like if you're gonna bring some liquor, bring some liquor? <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't because I think we looking for a vibe. Like we looking for like if it's if it's women around, we'll chop it up with them. If it's opportunity there, um, we just out and about. Like I don't think it has to be that serious. But I think if we intentional about brunching and. I ask y'all who at the brunch and it's just straight niggas. I'm gonna be like, bro, what what are we doing here, bro? We eating. <laughs> just call it that then. Like, yeah, y'all want to go out to eat, and I'm like, <laughs> we're all going. All right, cool. I'm I'm gonna go, but don't say we brunching and it's Terrell and Jonathan. Like, <laughs> we ain't brunching, nigga. <laughs> so is 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 there an assumption with the word brunch that there's gonna be it's gonna be like it's gonna be a vibe. overly live overly live? What it's like. When you say brunch, you expecting like some music, maybe some sparklers, some dancing. It's gonna be you. You expecting a full vibe. <laughs> I just want to have a conversation with a woman at some point in a brunch. Okay, I think that's that's kind of what we expect when we think of brunch because it's always been like a a woman dominant thing. Brunch brunch is now a mixy word, so you expect to be mixy. In some capacity, yeah. even if you're not trying to be on nothing, you want to be able to be and feel a little mixy. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's it. Yeah, I, I think we just call it different things and stuff like that. It's like train versus threesome. It's just like you just call it different <laughs> things when it's involving different genders. Dog. <laughs> that's a that that's a good example. Yeah. Can't have a real real manly conversation sometimes at like at a brunch table. It's not okay. Yeah, you're gonna throw out the vibe. It's a, it's a it's little too chaotic too. to. You gotta yell over the music. Oh. Especially yeah. when it's like that's um that was what this one woman was talking about. She she had like a a popular TikTok video this week. She was like, "Everywhere don't need hookah, bro. You like you don't need hookah at a car wash, bro. <laughs> like like what are we doing here? Like brunch? You don't want to hear Glorilla at eleven thirty in the morning." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you need to wake up earlier then? I'm not saying me. I'm saying this. I'm talking about, yeah, that's what I'm talking about them. Uh, And she said every after hour don't need strippers. Like, that's what's ruining, like, places like Atlanta, Houston, um, and different places like that. So, Mm. I kind of agree. Um, Like, I've been trying to dance for the last, I've been telling y'all about my. What do you mean, dance? We need more places with dance floors, bro. We were just talking about that. Uh, Friday. Like, ain't no places with dance floors, and I'm not saying I'm out here trying to boogie at every spot, bro. Like that shit, <laughs> I'm not out here with dance it's fever, Harlem bro. Nights with you. Yeah, I'm not here with dance fever. But, but I think every place don't need just straight sections, bro. Mm-hmm. That's just trash, and it not only has it is it way too expensive, um, but it just contributed to like a, a culture thing where it's just like everybody's so standoffish and trying to compete with each other. Yeah, but I don't I think sections are here because nobody like it's something special and not feeling regular. I don't think people want to be like if you're not in a section you feel regular and I don't there aren't people who want to be regular. 
So if you know you're not in the section, you you just gonna know you feeling kind of regular. Yeah, I mean, I get it for people that want to sit down, but why not just make seats or tables or something like that? The niggas can chill at like that. That's the only reason why I enjoy sections, like because I can sit down. I don't want to be standing up all day. Uh, but yeah, so who's really trying to dance anymore? It's crazy. Like nobody is really. I don't think trying to go out and like dance. And that's wild, bro. Did we lose joy? No, I mean, I think people, well, one, dancing has changed, but I don't know how many, like, you can go out and dance, but I don't know how many, it's, it seems harder to get people to want to dance in full. Yeah, back in the 90s, it was gangsters dancing, bro. <laughs> For real, like hitting splits and all that type of shit, Ro- hitting the robot. <laughs> All right, I don't know. About <laughs> you see a crip hitting a robot, bro. You just be like, it's a regular night. <laughs> yeah, but also nowadays, if people, uh, I want to say people are cooler now, but you can't. I'm sure back in the, it's gonna sound well. Back in that time, like if you were a dude and you went out, like you were dancing really cold, like you would get women from that. I don't know if women want to go out and like see a dude like killing it, a killing routine by himself and be like oh I need that you never had you never hit a crazy body roll and like women like imagining what sex is like with you okay yes please answer this <laughs> <laughs> that's never happened to me <laughs> when, no, when did that go away bro like when people used to fantasize what the dancers like, yeah that's, sex that's like. like college that's college that's high school college <laughs> No, I don't think I think that's a real thing for niggas. No, it was it was high school college where all you had was like imagination. Yeah, like, when ooh, when she, Chris Brown doing the take you down routine and girls like fantasizing like, oh, what if that was me on that stage? Yeah, but that's also that. because he's already a celebrity. Right, like you, if you, proud. if somebody did that, like in a party, if you went to Grits and Biscuits and you saw a dude doing that routine on the floor, you and the woman be like, who the who the fuck is this horny nigga? <laughs> A pervert. He's a demon. Get him out of here. Yeah, our age, that shit dead, dog. You can't be. Hey, man. Nigga hit the J Smooth in the club, bro. It was a reason why J Smooth was popping, bro. Yeah, it was a reason. But yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody's trying to do that anymore. I don't think any anybody's trying to see that. Look, I mean, because it's a, it's a reason that the term dancing ass nigga exists. I think you just made that up. <laughs> no, Who's I, using dancing ass nigga? <laughs> no, that's that's a common ick. I feel like that's a common ick in the female community. No, <laughs> if you if you just look at it into your search bar on Twitter, mm-hmm. you'll get results. Oh yeah, it's definitely a thing, but I don't think it's like a widespread thing like we think. I think it's just like a Twitter thing, like a Twitter joke. No, I don't. I don't. I'm. I really. I think that's something that falls like, I don't see guys under corny, but if you do it too much, too well, it can be corny. Like, unless you're a professional dancer, mm. you don't need to be dancing like that that often, that well. Because yeah, at that point, you're probably going to be doing it at like bar, bar mitzvahs and birthday parties and any type of gathering and anytime, anywhere there's some music, you're going to start pop locking and dancing. And she's going to be like, sit the fuck down. Yeah, that was a thing like in high school, like, Nigga might elbow down in the stomach and be like, hey, and she a dancer, bro. So you know what that means. 
Oh, look, look at that. So you know what that means, bro. You know, you know what's nastier? You know, at some point, somewhere, that song Move Her, Move Your Body Like a Cyclone came on, and someone's like, Oh, look at her go. <laughs> Like a cycle. Nah, that's sick. Hey man, good times, bro. We lose the recipes, fam. We lose the recipes. <laughs> DJ Drama said he got a gangster girls coming out with daylight. So y'all tuning in? What's going on? Can we talk about drama? Is he having financial <laughs> issues? <laughs> What's that? Something's up. Taxes must have kicked his ass. <laughs> he doing some of these projects he's doing. Not listen to that bullshit. Hey oh, man, oh, hey, respective. Oh, I do respect the daylight soul. I do not want to listen to that. No, don't do that. Imagine the intro on that shit, bro. <laughs> so a lot of niggas <laughs> say they don't like conscious hip hop. <laughs> well, just kill yourself. Because <laughs> we going conscious. <laughs> Uh, I know I'm, I know I'm sick in the head because I still be feeling like I need credit for Tyler's Gangster Grills. I feel like I should have got a plaque for that or a Grammy. You are, you are sick. <laughs> I said you are sick. A Grammy plaque. <laughs> I said Street seen the Gangster Grills back and he got the Gangster Grill Grammy. Like, oh, come on, man. If that's not, hey, this needs to hear it all there. You but gotta this, say this your has, mind after that shit, bro. <laughs> this has to be because they just got their masters back, right? Yeah, yeah I did. think so. And they just put their stuff on um on uh DSPs. DSPs. Mm. Yeah, but uh, he's been going a little too crazy with with the gangster grills. What's the lowest caliber player you could put on a sixteen C team and win a championship? Win. So a player in the NBA, what's the lowest player? Like the lowest you can go and you put them on a sixteen C. And still win a championship. Mm. So somebody said, like, hey, you, you put Giannis on uh who, who's this team, the FDU or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh they they'll still win. It's Giannis. Like they they not gonna lose. The lowest tier player? Yeah, what's the lowest you can go and still win? It's crazy because I feel like I can go really low. <laughs> I, don't know, I think bro. I could do. I think the lowest you can go is like, Dang. I could put Triple J. I think hell J could no. Be, I, I think I think he could. I, I you put him on a sixteen seed, they still win. Yes, I think so. Man, he's think, it would be dominant. I beyond think, dominant. I low key think you can go lower than that. Damn, on a sixteen, because you got to think about these. This is still an NBA player. Oh yeah, he gonna be. He gonna go crazy. You know what I'm saying? But the would they win the though, bro? Like win the whole tournament? Win the whole tournament? I, I uh, think, I think they could. They so have to win go, the whole. You t- if like, you put a Giannis on on any team, they're gonna win the whole thing. You can't. No, none of them kids can stop. He could score damn near two hundred points. It's a lot of players who would be on that list. Giannis, Devin Booker, Devin Booker's on that list. Yeah, I mean the top players. You got Bron, Giannis, AD, uh, Steph. Um, you know the top player Embiid, of course. Uh, Joker, players like that. You put them on a team, they're dominant. You can't stop them. But how low can you go? Like if you put a goddamn Ho- Jose Alvarado on the 16th seat, are they winning? 
Okay. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hell to the no. <laughs> niggas might lose. They might be worse. If you, put Malik Monk, if, you put, if you put Malik Monk on that team, are they winning? Ooh. Uh, and for some reason, I want to say yes. Yeah, I, I, I want to say yes too. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you would put Malik Monk below Jaron Jackson Jr. But like, Jaron Jackson like Jr. not going crazy scoring, though. And that's my my point. You got to put somebody that can go crazy scoring. Malik Monk can score, give you 50. I think he would go crazy scoring, though, because he's still playing against college kids. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Okay, maybe. Because he played in college. Like, okay, so what? Like, he's better now than he was when he was in Michigan State. And also, the game is. Easy. I'm, I'm assuming the game would instantly be easier because the competition would be easier. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we can go that low. I didn't think we yeah. was going that low. I thought the lowest maybe is like a fucking DeMar DeRozan or some shit. Oh no, I'm going lower oh, than that. Yeah, I think to win it all, yeah. You would, would you if you throw Jordan Clarkson? Where are you where are you thinking? Hell no, mm. he ain't no <laughs> damn <laughs> Jordan so? Clarkson. Hell, he would no. light him up. He would light him up, but he wouldn't win. Mm. I, I I think to win, you, if we're talking about winning the championship on a 16 seed, you have to be dominant where they cannot stop you from scoring at all. I don't know if they can stop him. <laughs> no, I can stop Jordan Clarkson a couple like, of times. So, no, no, you're not stopping <laughs> I put clamps on Jordan Clarkson, bro. See, my <laughs> issue is what happens a lot is they get teams get outscored. But if you got somebody who you know is gonna get you a bucket or they're not gonna go long runs without it, and you, you know that they're gonna have a green light, Jordan Clarkson gonna get buckets. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. Uh, did y'all hear about that Oregon high school that's under fire for requiring students to write a sexual fantasy story? What? Yeah. Ooh. In their defense, they said it was no penetration allowed. Ew. What? <laughs> What's the fantasy? I'm confused. What's, what? I need more information. Yeah, so I'm, I'm about to read the story now. Um. Um... Oregon school high school under fire for requiring students to write a sexual fantasy story. Teacher says the story is a sexual fantasy that will have no penetration for those students who were absent. You will write a short story or a paragraph of two or two. This story is a sexual fantasy. that will have no penetration of any kind or oral sex. No way of passing the STI. You will choose three items, romantic music, candles, massage oil, feathers, Feather boa, flavored syrup, etc., to use in your story. You should know that you can show and receive loving physical affection without having sex. Yo, this is, that teacher is sick. They need to look at his computer, bro. Yeah, they, that teacher must got like a, a book deal where they write like kinky novels under an alias name, and they were like looking for inspiration. He runs out of ideas. He's he's outsourcing at this point. That's the only thing that makes sense. He outsourcing. <laughs> yeah, this shit, and this shit is only worth ten points. It's just crazy. <laughs> He gave them niggas a list. Flavored oil. <laughs> yeah, like, how you gonna say flavored syrup, etc.? Like, why would a high school kid know that, like, sexual flavored syrup? They think you were using, like, Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Just a... Blueberry Aunt Jemima. <laughs> oh, 
that nigga gave him a challenge. <laughs> no penetration at all. <laughs> uh, no. I, saying, yeah, want to know how how far their minds can wander, how they can work without <laughs> yeah. without penetration is sickly insane. <laughs> I wonder what my story would sound like if I had to do this in high school, bro. Man, that's a tough one, man. Yeah. You said I, the ones that were absent had to write it. For some reason, I was going to say abstinent. No, I guess he was saying for the... I guess he was just recapping for the people that were absent. And I was just reading his message to the class. Uh, But yeah, he this got fired? person is crazy. Uh, Let me see. His name is Kirk Miller. Um, let me see if he got fired. It, the assignment was posted to a Facebook group. Parents were outraged. Churchill High's administration is working <coughs> with the district office to study the health curriculum. Oh, this is a health class. So, um, no, they don't say if he got fired or not. I guess they reviewing the context of the. Listen. Uh, did y'all see that young MA video Barber video? That's a weird question. Yeah, I, I see. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently she was uh, shown in the barber chair this week, and she was looking kind of sickly. Uh, she had yellow eyes, um, and, and things just looked kind of off, um, kind of hinting that she was having some type of liver issues. And people that know Young and May kind of kind of reverted back to an old interview she had. Remember when they was doing like that psychologist stuff uh, on Vice, where they had like Keith mm-hmm. and all the other mm-hmm. people on there. I guess she had an episode where she talked about like abusing alcohol like every day and stuff like that. So um deliver stuff kind of makes sense. Uh at first they were getting on a barber for posting it, saying you shouldn't put your friends out there like that. Um, if they look rough or whatever. Um, and she did confirm that she's been going through like some health challenges and she will explain soon. So um I don't know. Nothing else really to say about that, but I just wanted to see if y'all seen that and if y'all had any thoughts on it. Uh, I didn't say it with prayers. Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's pretty young, too, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, so. Ma. Um, 30? Yeah. Uh, I was going to pop out to that Drewski show, but I heard it's been getting bad reviews. So I was like, fuck that. Like, very bad reviews. He's doing stand up? Uh, no. No, it's like a one man show. Uh, you know. People have been saying it's pretty much what he does on Instagram Live. Yeah. Apparently, he clarified that, though. What you mean? They were saying, like, it shouldn't be a surprise to people because I think at some point he said he's, like, bringing uh, bringing the live to the stage. Mm-hmm. I think some people were under the impression it was, like, a stand-up. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't want to go see Drewski do stand up anyway. I mean, as long as it's funny, it's cool. But they've been saying it's been tr- trash, so that's why I was like, nah, I'm good on that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I assume a lot of it was with the expectation. Because if you think you're going to see stand up and then they just start doing skits, you're gonna be irritated instantly. Yeah, and it it's just him doing the skits, right? D- does he bring? Any extra people? No, he brings know? people. Like, people oh. perform, and um, he brings people on stage to do, like, little funny shit, I guess. Um, so, I, I feel like we all know what we get into if you go to a Drewski show. Also, I, I think it's different if... I know he's been wanting to or have been hinting at doing stand-up. So, I don't know. I did see a tweet that was saying, like, people were trying to go support him taking this... Leap. Excuse me. T- taking this step. Mm-hmm. 
So for it to not be, I guess, a step is upsetting people. Is stand-up dead? No. So when was the last funny stand-up you seen? I thought the Chris Rock stand-up was funny. Yeah, that's just, that's a weird thing with I comedy. I you wasn't like, here that week. Yeah, comedy is yeah, we didn't discuss it. Yeah, subjective. I, I thought that was pretty good. It's just now comedy. It's not really stand-up anymore because I think social media just creates you try to be funny in different ways. Mm. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of good stand-ups lately. What about the uh, Neil Brennan one? Neil Brennan was hilarious. I, I would say I would give him his credit on that. That one was good. And um, Hassan Minaj um, did you, was pretty good. Did you watch any of those stand-ups that came on Netflix under like uh, like the lesser-known comedian stand-ups? I, I give those a chance, but it's like bits and pieces is funny. Like, um, a couple of them are funny. And they're funny comedians. I think Ron T is hilarious. I think Nate Bargatze is funny. Uh, his last one wasn't as funny, but he has points. Um, so they're funny people. So maybe it's not dead, but I don't know. It just it feels like it's changing. Like, it's not like if you look at Def Comedy Jam, you look at all the people that came out of that time. Like the Adele Gibbons, the the Martin Lawrence, the whoever hamburger, even hamburger and stuff like that. Like you, you, it was like thriving at that time. I don't feel like it's that same landscape right now. Mm, so you're talking about as far as newcomers, young people. Yeah, yeah. Where you see a crop of superstars, like we saw people rise rise out of the Def Comedy Gym and become superstars. Even like the people that didn't become superstars. You see them become minor stars and getting roles in movies like Pierre. Pierre was on Def Comedy Jam and he was in Baps, like it, like getting little roles like that. And so I don't see that happening now. I mean, the last person was Kevin Hart. Yeah. Do you think that's because now um, comedians have a lot more opportunities to do other things outside of just starting? At stand up, because I feel like that was always the entry point, but now people can do like what Drewski's doing skits and post them on the internet all day. Just it, I feel like they have a little bit more creative freedom. Where back then it was like, nah, we need to, you know, stand up is the first, and then if we kind of like you, maybe we'll put you on a show, maybe we'll have you do some improv. The thing I would argue on that is it just feels like. Okay, so they don't even if they don't start in stand up, then okay, say they start doing skits and stuff like that. What breakthrough star has come through from that? What's where's the Chris Tuckers? Where's the the Martin Lawrence's? Where are the who you know, it's multiple people that you could put in that that lane, the Bill Bellamy, uh, people like that that went on to become big, big stars in movies from their comedy acts. Um, I don't care if you're doing skits. Where are those type of talents? Like, is it saying th- these people now that's doing the skits and stuff less talented, and it doesn't translate to movies? Or wh- what? What? Where's the disconnect there? I'm trying to see if who would. I feel like the best thing we got is DC Young Fly. What? As far as like doing other things and getting movie, he's he's getting in some movies. They might not be <laughs> the greatest, but he's getting roles. 
Like, you got to think, like, look at Carlos Miller. Carlos Miller, hilarious. But it just, it hasn't transformed into other roles and things like that for him. Yeah, but Carlos Miller also has a particular type of comedy that, let's be honest, if it's not acceptable to whites, it's not going to pick up. But would you say that Martin Lawrence had an accepted by the whites comedy when he first started or Chris Tucker? Like, we all know the famous Chris Tucker, like his first famous one when he was talking about smashing in his in his mama's crib. I don't think that was accepted by the whites. That was like black comedy. But it, his personality and everything was able to translate into into the white space once Rush Hour came. Uh, I feel like, see, in my mind, I feel like even before Rush Hour, something had to resonate with another community for that even to occur. Yeah, I I feel like maybe it was, uh, what's the movie, Six, Six Element or Fifth Element or whatever that, I think that one's the one where they was like, all right, he's acting with Bruce Willis and keep, we can fuck with him. I don't think they was, maybe Money Talks too. I don't think they was fucking with Friday. No, but I feel like there's something, there's always a point where like you have to be embraced by, you can be a black comedian and and be embraced by the black community, but there's still going to be the ceiling on how high and how far up you can go until you're embraced by another community. And you feel like you you can usually go a little bit more further if you're embraced by the white. Yeah, I, I I'm just saying where where is it though? And I, if we take being embraced by the whites out, like even if you're just doing black movies, I don't I don't see that many doing black movies. Like if, if you look like a Monique, bro, like she don't be a man. That's what I'm saying. Like she had a a great career out of starting in stand up. I don't see that happening nowadays with these sketch comedians and different little comedians. I don't see them nowhere, bro. I was gonna say, what's a funny black movie that came out recently? Like, what's a what's a good black comedy? It's something that Gerard. I just can't think of it. It's putting me on the spot. Is I could do I, it. I I can't really. I don't know if black comedies are what they used to be as far as movies go. There were some good ones, but we, yeah, I just can't think of them on the spot. They also yeah. <laughs> It's also a lot more because people are doing it themselves now. And trying to do it yourself also forces you to kind of, it can cap your reach also. Like, to do a special, to get a special at some point before it took a little bit more time. Now people want to do specials on their own and go from there. Uh, I'll give you Girl's Trip. Girl's Trip was was a good one. Yeah, Girl's Trip, that's a good one. And that's another person, Tiffany Haddish. That's probably like the last one. Her and yeah, that's hers, like the the last ones that kind of came up out of that era, I guess. And that was like 2017. She canceled now. Yeah, is she? I think she got another movie coming up. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Uh, speaking of black comedies, though, we got Good Burger too. I guess it's been greenlit. Is this too late for this movie to come out, or y'all, y'all? Yeah, in? Yes, yes, man. I don't give a fuck about this shit. Yeah, this God damn! <laughs> I don't care. Nobody. Good Burger is not even that good of a movie for you to make a second one. This uh, goes. We only watched re- it because we were kids. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
this goes back to remakes. Like this is a no. This is no point where a second one is needed. No, I would agree. Um, sometimes, nigga, and especially now, like if they did this 10, 15 years ago, I'd be like, all right, I'm in. Like I watch it, but now it's just like these niggas are like forty, bro. Like I don't want to watch these niggas acting no an idiot on on film. I don't even know if it's gonna translate the right way. So, uh, Larsa said Larsa Pippen who's doing moving very nasty. I don't know if we talked about her in the pod, but she's moving very nasty and dating uh Michael Jordan's son, uh Marcus. Is it Marcus or is it the other one? Marcus, yeah. Marcus. Uh she said I guess people were giving her shit about her, her dating Marcus. I mean, yeah, her dating Marcus. And she said for twenty three years she was married to Scotty and had sex with him four nights a uh four times a night. And she never had a day off. Give her a break. <laughs> Give her a break. What do y'all think about this? Y'all think she's capping? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is it's, it's, a, it. this is an insane exaggeration. But I'm yeah, sure I, Scotty ain't scoring 45 and coming home and dropping four in a night, bro. <laughs> Every night. Yeah, that's crazy. And I just, 20 years. This doesn't give us reason to be like, you not nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she just tired, man. She fatigued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, give her a break. She been over fucking. Oh, man. Larsa, you are. It's some real birds out here, bro. Mm-hmm. Some real birds. Oh, yeah. Um... Finesse two times said he broke up with Erica Banks because the first thing she would do when she wakes up is get on her phone. How do y'all feel about that? How do y'all feel about your woman? Because this and this could be something that can irk you. You know, saying the first thing they do, they they get on Instagram or they get on Twitter or or get on TikTok. Does that make you feel away? I feel like that's normal behavior. I get on my phone when I wake up. Like yeah, I was gonna ask when she would get up. Was it like get up to get on IG live? Because mm. I mean, at this kind of day and age, you have to use your phone. Like if I I get up and I check my phone, like I want to see the weather. I want to get rid of my note. What did I miss while I was sleeping? Is there anything important? What notifications I got? Like you kind of have to look at your phone to kind of go about your day. Yeah, his, his shit was like some real misogynist shit. Like, I, I saw the interview, and he was talking about, like, she wasn't making breakfast and shit. Like, it was like, alright, nigga, calm down. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, but also, I was gonna ask, is that fair? I feel like that's fair. If you're not dealing with Erica Banks, yes. You're dealing with Erica Banks. <laughs> Listen, if he asked Erica Banks to make him some French toast and she just got on IG, I got this fair. <laughs> You're dealing with a celebrity, bro. Like, she's a rapper. Yeah, but oh. she's also in a relationship. Yes, but... Mm, priorities. People... You gotta prioritize. Nah, nah. You're not gonna make me no get-in-the-kitchen type person if I'm if I'm making as much as you or almost as much as you. Okay. Mm. Let's, let's say hypothetically. Hypothetically, he said, I like breakfast in the morning. Can you make that? Mm. And she say, yeah. And then she don't be she don't make breakfast. Is it fair for him to get upset? Yes, but that's because she <laughs> promised him something. So are we thinking he just said get in the kitchen and she just wouldn't go? 
No, I think he's more he's more like you gotta do it on my time type shit. Like he's dating like multiple women now, so I think that we can't take anything he says seriously about our relationships. <laughs> like uh we, we can't seriously debate him being mad about her not getting in the kitchen when she wakes up. He's one of those niggas that like he's used to girls snapping at his or going at his snap or come. Oh no, he was in jail. We don't know what he's used to. I'm I'm just picturing this nigga growing uh increasingly upset <laughs> while watching her and <laughs> no breakfast is being made. You know, cause you know what? It's a it's a different if they especially if she was just laying there just going through TikTok, it's something that's like really disturbing when you're already kind of annoyed and you hear like loud noises from a phone. <laughs> oh yeah. You hear the songs? <laughs> Where's my breakfast? <laughs> Get ready with me. Why don't you go and get me ready for the day? <laughs> Read the pastor and shit. <laughs> lay him on the bed. Yo, imagine him going to the going to the kitchen and just turning on a burner and go back to the bed. Some burning. <laughs> Some burning. I'm gonna put the water on. <laughs> I'm gonna boil the water for you. I'm gonna you up today. <laughs> turn up the volume on the food channel. Get some motivation. Yeah, bro. I don't you know. Watching cooking videos. Like niggas gotta chill out on that shit. Like if that's what you expect and that's what y'all relationship dynamic is, man. Hey, have at it. But it, you gotta know what you get into, bro. I'm not saying nothing negative about Erica Banks, but she's a celebrity, bro. Like, what yeah, do you there's expect? a lot of celebrities who be cooking. It is, but you just say it's her. You just know what you're doing. Like I would say the same thing about Nikki. Like I wouldn't be like, "Oh, Nikki ain't getting up and getting in the kitchen." Like it's Nikki Minaj. <laughs> so I don't know, bro, what he was expecting with that one. And she like young as hell. I think she like 24, 20, 23, somewhere around there. Come on now, bro. They ain't cooking. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah, I think that's about it. What's this A-Rod shit? Oh, that was just Aaron Rodgers, but we don't got to talk about that. Fuck that nigga. Bitch ass nigga. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck this nigga think he is, boy. <laughs> hey. I'm glad he, that he nigga out the control. division, bro. <sighs> Not yet. Yeah, I got mixed feelings about that because I kind of wanted to see him suffer in the division. But... He gonna suffer. He's yeah. still gonna suffer. Oh, yeah, he gonna Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Uh, no, Bills they got a decent team, bro. When I say suffer, he's not winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I never count out that nigga A Rod. As much as a bitch as he is, like I don't know, cut that nigga out. That nigga cold. I think I, I'm still looking at it. At best, they're the second best team in that conference in that division. Yeah, but I gotta see what they look like. I, I can't commit to that right now. That's that's at best, and depending on what how Miami cook it up, they could easily be third. Yeah, because the Bills, the Bills lost a couple pieces that I don't, and they really didn't make no noise in free agency. Um, Miami, they had concussion away from being the Bears. <laughs> that's true. I'm being that ass. <laughs> Two will get one more concussion. Let's see how good they are. He shouldn't be playing. No, he shouldn't. They got Mike White. I don't know. They might be all right. 
All right, bro. <laughs> Mike White. <laughs> I wouldn't have Mike White quarterback in the Dalton Bears. Listen, they got they got a running back. They got receivers. They'll get a new tight end. They have a pretty decent defense. They just kind of need. He, he doesn't have to go be Aaron Rodgers. He just has to be competent. And we've seen Mike White was able to do some kind of competent shit with the Jets. With, Wait, I thought you was playing around. You you being serious about Mike White? <laughs> I'm just saying, you said they're an uh, injury away from being the Bears. I just, I don't agree. <laughs> Bro, if I you think, think Mike White can come in and be all right on the Dolphins. I can, I can kind of see what he's saying, though. Be- just because of their weapons, you don't really need too much. Bro, Teddy to was there. He didn't do shit. That is true. How many concussions did Teddy have? And then the other nigga came in. He didn't do shit either. He was ass. Who's that? He was ass. Who's that nigga? Who's the other uh, Thompson? No, he was ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike White isn't necessarily ass. We've seen him play some competitive games. We've seen him play some good football. Bro, if Tua does not play, if, if Tua get knocked out, they are cooked. Beyond cooked. Uh, and that's why I'm afraid of. Okay. I'm not saying that they're not good now. With Tua, Tua was playing very like pretty good. So if he's able to play and not get injured, then okay, I can see them being pretty, pretty good. But if he gets knocked out, they are beyond cooked. They are flambe. They are barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see it. So they they better they should have went all in on a good quarterback, um, a good backup like a uh, what's buddy from uh, Washington? So uh, Heineke. Yeah, Heineke. I would have got Heineke. Know. Yes. Well, he's no different than Mike White. No, he's better than Mike White, bro. Is he? Heineke was actually solid. He shouldn't have been benched. I don't know why he was benched. Like, he he wasn't going to take over and be amazing, but he was getting them wins, bro. He was like, what, seven and like four or some shit. He was just losing at the wrong times. So So this nigga Lamar, he's coming back to nobody wants this nigga. They colluding right now. That's a damn shit. Because they don't want uh, guaranteed contracts to become a thing. Um, all the owners are like banding together and saying we're not gonna make an offer for them because if they do, That's then now it sets a precedent for okay. Now Joe Burrow's contract coming up. Does he think he's better than Lamar? Most people will say yes. He's gonna get a uh a fully guaranteed contract. Same thing with Herbert. I wouldn't say Herbert is better than Lamar, but that's up to your opinion. Uh, he's gonna get a fully guaranteed contract. But okay, I guess here the issue is I don't know if it has to be fully guaranteed. They could just need to give him two hundred. Two hundred, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't care if he gets a fully guaranteed. If he gets a two hundred, I'm fine. I think he's fine with that too. Yeah. But the thing is, they're going to have to pay whoever is next from a quarterback perspective. They're getting two hundred. I think Kyler got one hundred eighty nine. Mm-hmm. The next quarterback is getting two hundred. The quarterback after that is going to get more. You're, you're better off getting him now. At this point, because it's going to reset again at some point else. You'd rather be what causes the reset than, I mean, because worst case scenario, they get from 200. It's the most guaranteed ever. And then three days later, Jarboro gets 210. And that's a new precedent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's just the Ravens. They looking too much into the injury thing, which is. 
a fair assessment. Like you, you don't want to give fully guaranteed to someone you feel like may get injured because of their style of play. It's a somewhat fair assessment, but at the end of the day, that's what the market is giving you. You have to pay market value, bro. And if he feels like he wants to hold out to get that market value, then he should probably do that. Look at Larry Tunsil. Larry Tunsil did the same thing. Larry Tunsil doesn't have an agent. He was like, hey, look, I want money and y'all gonna have to pay me or trade me. And they entertained trades until he got his money today. So it's just like we look so bad upon like sometimes people sitting out or people representing themselves until they get what they ask for until they get what they want. And then we're like, okay, well that makes sense. Larry Tunsil getting all that money instead of having to pay an agent. Your talent should command your profits or what you, what you get paid. So Laramie Tunsil, I said Laramie Tunsil. Uh, yeah, but that that's about it, man. Would it, uh, any music come out this week that we need to discuss, or anything else before we get into music? No, I was gonna jump into the tunes. All right, man. What what dropped this week, man? Uh, this week we did get Mad from ESTG little EP. I guess it was only wasn't too long. How many track tracks was it? Um, that was I feel like I want to say it was a decent amount. Really, it was I like ten, right? Like, oh no, maybe it's twelve, fourteen. Yeah, I, I thought it was a decent amount. Mad was it was fourteen. It was oh wow, wait, what? It was nineteen. Jesus Christ! What oh, so this like an album? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, no. Some of these are videos. Oh, I forgot okay. about that. It's like fourteen. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't get a chance to check this out yet, but I saw the first track was named like "I Hope You Die in Surgery," so I was like, "Oh, pray you die in surgery." Yeah, yeah I probably can't listen to that today. <laughs> it's okay, not what you think when you <laughs> when you listen to it, though. No, okay. But how do y'all think about what y'all think about it? I think ESTG is like he's in that bucket with Key Glock for me, um, like Larry June currency it's it's like i i don't really look too much into it he kind of always delivers what i need mm. uh pause. pause um <laughs> but yeah it was cool it was cool it was it was a typical escg i think my favorite on there might be blow up maybe i think that was the one that i really liked but yeah it was it, it was cool nothing nothing too wild um i messed with it Okay. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You know what kind of music you're gonna get as long as he gives it. You're you're pretty satisfied. Okay, pause. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, but, I mean, there are, there are certain artists that you know what their sound is gonna be, what their content is gonna be like. Through through and through, it's pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. It, this was the same here. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't checked it out. I'm. I kind of would don't know on the general gist of ESTG for me. Like, it's, he's shown that he can make consistent music. I've had really no standouts for him. That's my only issue. Um, is that... Uh, Never? Not not standouts. Like, nothing has stood out. Like, he's made some good music, and it's some shit that I kept on my phone. Uh, but something that shows me that he can be like a Ross or a Jeezy or somebody oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, so, that that's what I meant by it standout. Would take a- yeah, it honestly, it would probably start with like a really cold guest feature. I mean, but he had that on Future Song, but that was still more of a trappy content. Yeah. 
So I yep. think that he just makes consistent music, like like you said, like a Larry June. Where Larry June, I fuck with Larry June heavy, but I can't ever, I would never present Larry June as somebody that's like this is gonna be the next nigga up. It just he makes mm-hmm. very good music. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at with him. Um, I'll check it out not today because uh, <laughs> I don't want that negativity today, but tomorrow probably. Um, <laughs> I did see we got like a little West Side Boogie EP. Live at Novo, three tracks. How was it? Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed each one. It's only four minutes for between each three, but it's all it's pretty good. It's cold as love. Tell me and move. Um, all pretty good. All worth listening to. Okay, I'm about to check mm. that out. Uh, what else did I? We got a little Keed album. Oh yeah, Keed talked to, to him too. Uh, I checked it out before I went to the grocery store this morning. It sounded really good. I'm not, I wasn't mad at it at all. The first check, I was confused because I was like, who the fuck is this rapping? I don't know if they took like an old verse, like the old pair of verses from Kid or what, but he's not rapping like he normally does. So it kind of like threw me mm-hmm. off. But um, it's some it's some shit on here. That shit with Nav is cold. Uh, Nav or however you say his name. Uh, he got some shit with Big Sean. It's pretty aight. Um, yeah, so I gotta finish it out, but it was pretty good from the tracks that I heard this morning. Uh, what else? Um, there is, I just had it too. Um, at LA dropped a project called Forgotten Flowers. Oh, I'm gonna check that out. Um, eight songs on it. He has another crit feature. Um, he's gonna put you know what kind of sound you're gonna get from those projects, so yeah, that's pretty decent mm-hmm. overall. Um, definitely worth checking out. He'll give you one or two little tracks that you're like, I, yeah. I, I can vibe to this. Yeah, that's facts. Um, I know we got Essence Fest, a single from the Currency and J- Jermaine Dupree project. Hey, man. Oh. How was it? Jermaine Dupree got to cut the hair. I didn't. I don't know the quality of the music, but Jermaine nah. Dupree, whatever, whatever's going on on the top of his head, he got to stop this right now. Nah, he was on a show, and I think they made him wear. He's yeah, it's not it's not a consistent thing. Okay, thank God. Okay. But I, I haven't heard the song though. Uh, no, the song is really good. It's got that New Orleans bounce feel to it. Okay. Mm. Uh, I don't think mm. he's rapping. Oh, another call out is I did see there was like a Larry June Alchemist type of like YouTube rollout. Um, with like some behind the scenes of them like recording, and that sounds that sounds like it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I just hope Alchemist okay. is not rapping on every track. I agree. His verse on <laughs> they showed him recording his verse on sixty days, and I it wasn't just, good. We've heard you've heard you. It's sixty days of that. You've heard it. Yeah, I thought I dropped it in the group. The other trying day. to remember. Okay, yeah, I think I did listen to it. I, I'm never really mad at Alchemist rapping. He's not terrible, but I don't want to hear that for a whole album. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't believe. I don't have the in- belief that he's on every song. Probably okay. God, no. So, uh, but yeah, before we move on, uh, Alex Vine dropped a project too. I don't know if niggas fuck with Alex Vine, but it just seems uh, to have yeah. some decent features on here. Ari got a song on here. Money Long got a song on here, and uh, Summer Walker got a song on here too. So, oh damn. Yeah, it's called the Hurt Book Homegirl Pack. So it looked like a nice little vibe. I might have to check it out. I was gonna say Nigel drop. Oh yeah, I saw that swarmy thing. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Guess I forgot what song was on there that was going crazy. Some girl was rapping. I guess 
I don't know if it's the same girl that's on every track. You talking about the Kirby? sticky? No, I like that's the one with Gambino, right? Yeah, I like yeah. that one too. It was the one that like she was uh she said uh my southern nigga eating me like some chicken. Like she she was rapping crazy. <laughs> 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 the, the song was fire. I think it was it might have been Agatha. It was one of those, but it was decent. I just don't know if it's the same person on each track, if it's that Kirby person. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, I'm, any of y'all listen to us, we wrap up T-Pain on top of the covers? I heard that was decent, but I have not checked it out yet. I listened to it. I I feel like the covers he did were just... I don't want to say too easy. I just don't want to hear those covers because it's like the normal, like regular covers that people would do. I wish he did some like other songs and got a little bit more creative with it. But it was all right. Yeah, I heard the Tennessee Whiskey one. And it was I like Tennessee Whiskey too much to accept that cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad. It's just like the, the songs he chose to do, I'm just like, all right, this is kind of typical, but mm. he yeah, Usher had a a single drop too called Glue. He said he was here to wake up the the R and B game. And anytime somebody says something like that, I know the single's gonna be trash. So yep. <laughs> it, it wasn't good. <laughs> it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't yeah. amazing enough. Yeah, I thought it was alright. Yeah. Nothing to wake the folks up. Yeah, like I hate when people say some shit like that. I'm like, all right, now I know where this is going. Uh somebody else had a single too. I think Dochi. Mm-hmm. Uh, called What It Is, Block Boy. I think Kodak was supposed to be on there, but I don't know if he's not on there or what. No, he's, from what I heard, he was on there. I just, it was kind of weird. It didn't feel like it fit properly. Yeah, like the snippet I heard with the Kodak verse, I was like, bro, this sounds absolutely ass. Um, But I heard her actual part, like the actual song, and they released the song without Kodak, so I don't know if it's because of blowback or what. Um, on DSPs it has Kodak, but I think the video does not have Kodak. I don't know what's going on, but uh, maybe you just didn't make the video. I don't know. That happens sometimes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the song wasn't wasn't terrible. I mean, it was it was okay. So, uh, but yeah, any anything else to talk about? Um, what we getting? We getting a couple projects in a couple weeks. I know we getting that Larry June, the currency. It was something else that's dropping. Uh, oh. Uh, Black, yeah, yeah. He dropped. I think he dropped another single too, called uh, what's that shit called? Um, I would have to look up the track list. I don't got it in front of me. Yes, he he dropped a new single though. Um, and I I like that. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on here, but I like that that Ray Shumrit song that uh, Tanisha. I've been playing that a lot. Oh, they dropped a new one too called Torpedo. Oh yeah, that's that's the one. I uh, it's okay. Oh yeah. Uh, it's not. I think Torpedo's the one they dropped a minute ago that I actually like. Yeah, yeah. They dropped it a minute ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that shit was fire. Uh, I still haven't listened to the other one yet. But yeah, uh, outside of that, anything else to talk about before you get into shout outs, man? Thank you, straight. Oh, Tori Kelly dropped an album? Or no, just a single. She looked like a black woman on here. What's going on here? Well, she is black, but. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Let's get into shout outs. Don't know what you got. Uh, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna shout out the No Jumper Universe, man. <laughs> Don't shout them. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, man. They providing some A one content. It's all falling apart, but you know, 
I, I respect. I guess you could say R.I.P. No Jumper with everything that's going on with different hosts leaving and Adam Twenty Two being accused of some uh, sick shit. Yeah, some predatory shit. But you know, they, they they brought the drama in the last for me for for a couple months. So I'm gonna give it. You know, it's send off. Is this show actually good? Because I just be seeing clips and I'd be like, uh, what are they talking about? Hell no. You don't ever want to watch a show that it's terrible. The, the the only thing that's good is just the drama that happens. Oh, okay. As far as actually listening to a no jumper show, you have to be either <laughs> on heavy, heavy drugs or you're 13 or 14 years old. Yeah. You gotta you gotta drink a lot of Mountain Dews. Cause every if if not, you're gonna be questioned like, is this racist? Quite a quite a bit. Yeah, because I'm like, bro, I don't want to hear gangbangers talk for two two and a half hours, bro. Like, <laughs> like, what are we doing here? But the bullshit that happens, like it, the clips, is 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 where it's at. Oh, okay, okay. All right, shout out to them, man. Uh, see yeah. what you got, bro. Um, man, I guess I'm gonna have to shout out Twitter one for adding the the bookmark notification now. No, oh, man. You get people who now see how many times that something has been bookmarked. So it's about to get scary. Oh wait. So so it shows up on their tweet. Yeah. yeah. If you bookmark a tweet, it will say how many people, how many bookmarks it has, how many bookmarks that tweet has. Yeah, bro. If they show the list of bookmarks, I am out of here. I am deleting <laughs> my Twitter. I have, bro, I have deleted my Twitter, bro. That'll be a crazy glitch one day. So, oh my god! I swear it's coming, bro. Um, and then shout out to HelloFresh. Um, they will no longer use coconut milk from Thailand um, amid allegations of forced monkey labor. So, uh, I saw that shit and I felt like it was racist. Because how y'all forcing monkeys to work, bro? I don't know. It sounded crazy, but I was like, I, you know what? Oh man, we didn't talk about this. Um, Van Jess is no more, so shout out to Van Jess for the two projects that they gave us. What? They're yeah. no more. Yeah. One of uh, apparently, Van wanted to didn't want to do music anymore, so it's just Jess. All right, that's not their names. <laughs> Damn, the, the post says the post starts with "Hi guys, it's Jess." So I'm assuming the other one was Van. I thought the name was like Ivanka or some shit. In well, it says Amanka, Amaka, but she called herself Jess. So I'm going to say the other one was Okay, okay, Yeah. Okay. They're no more, which sucks. Oh, and Sabrina Nesco got a, you saw pictures of her first Ooh. single for Nike Street, which is fire. Heat, heat, bro. Some of the colorways out of that uh, was looking a little wild, but the the one that she got on the, uh, the initial post. The little ivory joint. Yeah, yeah. That, that shit heat. Uh... Yeah. Um. Any any other shout outs for you? Uh. No. That's it. Uh, I just got one shout out. Shout out to um, condolences to the family of Lance Riddick. Man, you may know him as Lieutenant Daniels in The Wire. He passed this week, man. Um. Only like sixty, bro. So, hey, man. Men, black men especially, man. Stay on top of your health. I don't know what's what's with everybody dying so so early. Um. But yeah, RIP to him and condolences to his family, man. Legend in the game, bro. Um, yeah, so. Uh, anything else to say to people before we get up out of here, man? Uh, no, shit. March is almost over. March is flying, so I hope y'all 
start thinking about April. You got to reset your agendas, reset them for April. Let's, let's get it cracking. Yeah, they they saying uh, motherfuckers got a month and a half to unwiden they back. What? What? That's what they saying. That's what, <laughs> that's what they saying. They saying they got you know what I'm saying you got to work out and, and, and make your back smaller. That's what the ladies are saying. I don't, I'm just saying. With, I thought the I ladies like the wide backs. I, I think they're talking about themselves. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When y'all work out, what's y'all what's y'all goals like? What do y'all aim to do? I, my biggest goal now is to not have a pudge and for my shirts to fit how I want them to. I, I was just about to say that it's the stomach fat for me, man. Oh, I don't like. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's the stomach fat. It's the stomach fat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he meant that in a sassy way. I think it just came out like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as I finished it all, I was like, okay, that's bad. <laughs> but it's the truth. No, I feel you. That, that's part of me. Uh, definitely the stomach. I never really had a big stomach. I don't think I could really get a big stomach. Um, but yeah, like chest, stomach. Uh, just fitting shirt the way my shirts fit. I'm going to let it be decent. Um Cause it's nothing worse than a, a ill-fitting shirt. Like it's yeah. not too small, but it's like it's too tight and in the wrong spots, like up and your, under your armpits. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when you get them thin shirts and they show everything, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. You or a white shirt. Yeah, I want to get back to wearing white, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta avoid a whole color, bro. <laughs> I be skipping out on white shirts. <laughs> nah, they ain't gonna look right. <laughs> they gonna see it all. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, yeah, man. Uh, salute to everybody on their journey, whatever it is, whether it's a fitness journey, sobriety journey, whatever it is, man. Keep going, keep pushing, man. I'm seeing new people in the gym all the time, and like, hey, it's never too late to start. Keep, keep going, man. Uh, so yeah, man. We appreciate everybody listening, man. Um, we are gonna keep rocking for y'all, man. Episode two, two hundred one. Long live the boss, man. We out here. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs>